Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Wheelhouse DNA. Hi, everyone. My name is Boye Koladay. And I'm Chris Sautel. And welcome to The Future Forecast, a podcast where we explore the intersection between business, technology, and entertainment. If you don't know me, I'm the co-founder and president of The Future Party, which is a community-based media company for creative professionals. We have a daily newsletter where we talk about culture and technology, and we host a ton of different community events around the country. And I'm the co-founder and CEO of Crosscheck Studios, a Gen Z media company built by Gen Z for Gen Z. At The Future Party, we are so proud of the business and the community we built, so we had the idea to create this show to dissect and explain some of our most interesting stories. Today, we're looking ahead. We're going to talk about the obsession with Stanley Cups, how apps are encouraging our streaks, and the popularity of sports betting on college campuses. But first, let's catch up. How's your week? I saw you looking fly on the... (laughs) By the way, I I might have to call you out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you... Wow, wow. What okay. You, because I looked so good. Is that what you're saying? You're just so jealous about that. So let's let's back up. First Uh-oh. of all, Chris, you attended the Golden Globes. <laughs> That's what you mean. Well, no, there's something else. But, Ooh, I'm so excited to see tell, what that is. Tell me you what, never call anyone out. So I'm so curious. To, like, this is going to be interesting. I'm nervous. I feel like you deleted a post that you posted. Oh, did I? Well, because you posted something. Oh. And then I was like, I really like my comment. My comment is sick. And Shit. then it disappeared. I'm like, where's my comment? So the mistake was I didn't mean to make it a reels. Oh. I thought it was it's story content. So the mm. un the the accident was that I made a reels oh, okay. on Instagram. I didn't know you commented yet. So I'll get or maybe it. I did. Oh now I now I love <laughs> oh. the call out. That's a good call out. Yeah. But no that worries. was the reason for it. If we're being real, pun intended, I'm trying to figure out what my social voice looks like. Yeah. And I think part of it was me being like, that feels a little too preachy. Like, look at me, I'm, I'm here and mm. let me talk about it. Whereas okay, I think people will see my reels more as our fun pontification, yep. uh, ideation and creation. Okay. You know, that makes sense. So tell me, give me like 10 seconds. Wait, on- wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. You called me out. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna call you out. What? What? No, 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 no. We we're gonna we're gonna reverse. We're gonna nip dip dip yet. We're gonna flip it and reverse it. Um, okay. What are you gonna call me out on? I'm gonna call you out on your hot take. It's looking a little wiggly these days, you know. Oh, little 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 <laughs> little wiggly, as they say. Okay, let's hear it. For those that are not aware of Boye's hot take during our hot take time. Well, he forecasted that Barbie was going to sweep the awards. Now, I'm not saying that you can't recover. We're not down and out here. The Oscars are still coming up. We still got, I'm not counting the SAG awards or indie spirits. Like, we're not doing that. But at the Golden Globes, Barbie really didn't get the love. It did not. It did not. All I'm going to say is I don't remember <laughs> my hot take. <laughs> but 
No worries. That's the point of the hot takes. They could be wrong, but we're just making big bets, you know? I am not shaming you, though it might sound like it. I think I'm just trying to keep the spirit alive. You you started this. You you called me out first. Well, you know who should be called out is Joe Coy. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I it was silent. You can see everyone's reactions on video. You walked into that room, and it was very clear. No one was on Joe Coy's side. Oh, that's a bummer. From the, from the get-go. But you know what? I actually, I don't think it was his bad. And here's why. One, like they were trying to get hosts for days and everyone was turning it down. So this is like 20th, you know, host in the lineup. People were turning down the hosts because it's the Golden Globes has been met with a lot of strife and issues for the last several years. And so props to him for being like, yeah, I'll host. And I think the other thing, some of Joe's jokes were, were like really tone deaf. Here's where Joe Coy went wrong. Yeah. You talk about people not knowing him. I think that you can earn the respect of the room if you allow your work to speak for itself. Unfortunately, Joe walked in and immediately his first words were putting the entire room on a pedestal and played low status. You cannot walk into that room as the host and say, Robert De Niro, I am such a huge fan. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, you immediately alienate some interesting points. Yeah. Everyone, because what you're saying, you're, you're, you're subliminally saying you're better than me. Yeah. And I'm here to tap dance around for you and earn your respect. Watch me. Please love me. Yeah. I need you to love me. And then, each time you start your joke cadence, you're just constantly looking for the laugh. Yeah. Versus just knowing that the laugh's going to come. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, uh, I think he'll be all right. He's a pretty decent comedian. And you know what they say, all press is good press. We should hop into our first topic, yeah? Let's do it. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Stanley Cups. And this is not the NHL Stanley Cup, but this is the crazy trend Thank you for the clarity by the way <laughs> i needed it you're welcome and this is the crazy trend that's happening where women all around the world are holding and drinking stanley cups so let's start from the beginning you may have noticed recently how people are becoming obsessed with stanley reusable water bottles but you know the trend it might have reached its fever pitch so right now tiktok users are garnering millions of views showing off their Stanley collections and showing unboxing videos from Christmas. People are camped outside Starbucks to be the first to buy Stanley Starbucks collab. I don't know if you saw recently, but people also went nuts purchasing the Stanley Valentine's Day cups at Target. There were lines out the door. I saw some of the content where it seemed like there was just a pile on of yeah. people. It looked like it was like Black Friday. That's what I thought too. I was like, what's going on? These are just Stanley Cups. <laughs> I sometimes think, are these like paid actors? <laughs> Am I getting tricked? Yeah. I can I can attest they're not paid actors. <laughs> <laughs> but why why is that? Why is that? Well, then the whole world would be well, would be in on it because No, of course. Like the cups are on like StockX for like what, like hundreds of dollars or oh, what? Yeah, I I saw one went for 750. Which is, like, insane. I thought you were basically saying, I can attest, Ashley has definitely been a part of the... Yeah, Ashley, my wife, she has a Stanley Cup. Actually, I actually stole it from her. Oh, is that what that is? I brought it today. Whoa! She's got this nice white Stanley Cup. 
I don't know why people like this cut. <laughs> I love looking at you hold it right now. This is so amazing. I don't get it. I'm not a straw guy. It looks weird. And I don't know. Uh, Kiara, our wonderful producer, she helped me put some coffee in here. And... Yeah, tr- test it out. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I burned my tongue. Yeah, you, well, well, I should have told you, you never drink something hot out of a straw. That's actually like a known thing. You never drink uh, well, something hot out of a straw. That is a yeah. known fact. More of a reason to not like Stanley. Straight to the esophagus. <laughs> You're tearing up. Everyone, he's alive. He's okay. It's okay. In my mind, I, I thought that it would get cool. <laughs> over time but i'm realizing that it's in a freaking like thermos yeah so it's probably the same temperature now i have a burnt tongue my wife has this cup her sister has this cup her mom has this cup and this was before the craze that's scary this is like becoming a status symbol it really yeah it kind of it is yeah it's like max has a variation of that cup my fiance so how did we get here stanley previously was making reusable water bottles for outdoorsy folks and blue-collar workers due to the effectiveness of the product keeping things hot and cold. For some who may not know, Stanley's actually been around for around 100-ish years, but it's been geared more towards, I would say, men. So along the way, it transitioned into women really owning the Stanley Cup market. And so right now, actually, I think before... This craze, Stanley was making around seventy million a year. They recently just made seven hundred and fifty million dollars last year. Crazy, right? Absolutely insane. It's wild. It's it's honestly like an interesting testament to the power of a women, but b like it makes you think like any product person out there with a business like really think about your user. It's also a testament to influencer marketing. I don't not not saying that Stanley very much used it, but I I will shout out Tinks. She very much was part of this craze. You mentioned influencer marketing, and I actually think that's really important. So, some history. Stanley they had developed a new model, which is this, uh, and they called it the Stanley Quencher. And this was around 2016. Not a lot of people were talking about it. And in 2020, Stanley brought on Terrence Riley from Crocs. He ran their marketing and he became president. Uh, a Stanley employee mentioned to him a blog called The Buy Guide and Buy Guide loved the product. Actually, a lot of people say that it was Buy Guide that was the catalyst to oh, really? yeah, the Stanley revolution. So Buy Guide co-founder Ashley Lesueur, uh, she reached out to Stanley the year before to convince them not to discontinue the bottle because it, again, it was not doing really well. And they struck an agreement that she could make a wholesale order to sell directly to her blog. And she sold 5,000 units in days. When Riley came on board, he was in, inspired by that opportunity and he just kind of ran with it. That's very cool. And there's actually, um, there was a, a viral moment that some people think is fake. I happen to think it was real where this woman's car burnt down and the Stanley cup was the only thing that survived. And then Stanley bought her a new car. I actually think that's a masterclass in, in marketing, but full circle. I think that's what Stanley's been doing. Right. They have been really quick to market really. I think it's like the perfect storm of an unique product that works. That's valuable and great marketing. 
Do you think that there's any overlap by way of, ho- you know, you mentioned hockey and the specification of not getting confused. When you talk about the hashtag Stanley Cup, I'm curious, like from an impression standpoint, there has to be some benefit to have the name a little bit just to be in the conversation yeah, on social media, that's right? A, that's a good point, actually. But speaking of Not really, to take away from the brilliance. No, no, no. I, I just had an idea. If I was the Stanley Cup president right now, whichever hockey team wins the Stanley Cup this year, he should send them all Stanley Cups. That's smart. Like, and I, I don't know. I just think there's a really solid opportunity to, to riff off of that to your point. Way to bring it back to, if you've already covered the gamut with the female audience, that's a way to flip it to bring Get it Get some back. boys, baby, because you don't have this one. I just burnt my tongue. Anyways, Stanley Cups, everyone. Should we talk about the next topic? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Let's keep this streak alive, baby. Oh, yes. Speaking of streaks, a new article in Fast Company written by a professor of marketing, his name is Danny Weathers, gets into the phenomenon of activity streaks. So I think Wordle, Duolingo, Candy Crush, Snapchat, et cetera. Danny talks about how companies, particularly tech companies, utilize the power of an activity streak to compel user behavior. Basically, you're more likely to continue doing something if you have data tracking your streak. Before we get into it, do you have any streaks? Wordle, anything you're doing? Duolingo, I was going, I I get a good solid uh, 10, 10 days. I don't do many streaks. Why? It's a good question. I've had moments where I do streaks. So like Wordle was a big one. That was maybe the most relevant one I can think of. Um, there was a there was a time when I I used to have a an Apple Watch. I dif- I ditched it for an Aura ring, but with Apple, like filling your rings was really big. I don't right? mean to smile so loud, but I just love that <laughs> smile so loud. No one can hear you smile. I ditched my Apple Watch for an Aura ring that it just like cut into the perfect promo or perfect commercial. They should pay me for saying that for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, or us. It's a popular phenomenon, and I think it's interesting because apparently streaks create more dopamine hits than push notifications. And so I part of me wonders, like, are we headed towards a society where every app is really just trying to engage us in this way of bragging about how much we use the app? It kind of feels like a downward spiral. What's so interesting about a streak, as you mentioned that, I realize that there's a part of it that helps aid in your journey of self-betterment. It helps you along on your self-improvement story, but then it's also a way to wear your streak as a badge to kind of show off looking uh, somewhat performative saying, let me show everyone else how much better I am at my self-improvement than you are. It's kind of like how Apple very smartly, if you take some of their workout classes, they show your calorie ring and show you where you're sitting within the yeah within the the group so i have a question for you because you talked about self-betterment with which i totally agree but there are streaks that have nothing to do with self-betterment like snapping people every day right like i remember when my siblings used to be obsessed and or my friends with just snapping each other and trying to be like hey yeah we've snapped each other for a hundred days in a row and i'm like dude like that's a problem. <laughs> you know, like that's, you're not bettering yourself. Can, yeah. I I've never really been on Snap. Yeah, 
I hate to, you know, I'll just be honest and, and share that. How does that, how did that work? Or how does that streak work? Like basically it just is like, Hey, great job. You snapped again today. So I am not like a, a snap, you know, aficionado guru. Yeah. But, uh, basically every day you, uh, communicated with a particular person and sent a snap to them would be a streak. So if we communicated with each other's three days in a row, we have our snap streak going. Got it. So imagine like being, it gamified it. Yeah. Imagine being like, we've been talking for a year together every day, you know? It kind of sounds creepy when you say it that way, or it sounds a little bit like, oh no, we're going to miss out on our snap that we did. It's kind of <laughs> like entrapment. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, maybe it's endearing if you're like siblings or family members, but I don't know. I, I think though that companies are going to start moving in this direction and I get it. You know, it makes sense. You're gamifying sort of user engagement. And it's like a very psychological thing. It actually also makes me a little scared at how much control these apps have over our psyche. Streaks aside, if I may say from a marketing angle, I actually like achievements more. Mm. I think when we talk about marketing and how they're used, it, I think Microsoft has done such a phenomenal job with the achievement. If, for, if you're not familiar if you're not a gamer, you don't play video games. The, what's so great about the achievement is that it gives you the ability to go off the beaten path of the game itself that you're playing and gamify the game. So when you get to a place where you're so good at the game that you almost feel like you're like, oh man, what else am I going to do? How do I keep it interesting and cool? All right, I have to, you know, shoot 10 tin cans in five seconds if you're playing like red dead redemption or i have to get a killtacular in oh the first, yeah yeah and you get that little and that there's a dopamine effect yep. to it popping up and getting the award and doing the thing yeah no that that's actually really interesting because they're kind of cousins of each other yes but maybe not quite as i don't know if tenacious is the right word but like you can have an achievement without needing to be in the app every day. An achievement could be being in the, in the app or doing a particular motion for a certain amount of time, but it feels like achievements are more quick bursts, right, and nuanced, and you might get the dopamine hit from that. I'm curious about the science, but I would, I would argue that the achievement is a stronger effect or a longer standing effect than the streak. Because to me, a streak reminds you over a period of time that you failed. You fall into that loop. It's almost like dieting. Mm. You Once you've fallen off or you've broken your streak, it's like, oh God, I got to start up again. Whereas an achievement, there are people that will play video games in 10 hours a day just to try to get the one achievement because it's so hard. Yeah. But you feel like it's so close if you just do it that much better. Yeah. So it's interesting because that same professor, he says, in general, a streak adds a higher level goal, keeping the streak alive, quote unquote, to a lower level goal, completing an individual activity. So he's essentially saying that the streak amplifies the achievement in a sense. And then at the same time, 
it, you know, gives you the same high you, you get from completing a goal. Yeah. And really just gamifies the process. But I think we're on the same page that, you know, as a marketer, it makes sense to do it. I think I also would advocate how do you make sure that the end user is being conscious of their mental health, you know, because that's, that's also really important. Speaking of mental health, I have a lot of thoughts on this next topic. So we should talk about our last topic today. It is on sports betting. So there's been a recent massive spike in fantasy sports betting and sweepstakes among young people, mainly male college students. And there's a lot of implications about it, and I want to dive into it. But first question for you, Chris. Do you participate in fantasy sports or betting at all? What are your feelings about it, et cetera? I'm very much in the, I'm in that gateway drug of fantasy football. That's where I get my love. Mm. I don't do the daily picks. I don't do the sports betting. I, I, to me, I stop there because I think it's a little bit too... I love I love the gamification. Talk about achievements. Like they do a talk about people that really know what they're doing to keep you in yeah. and really really looking at it week in, week out. But you're gonna lose a lot of money that way. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I really stick to fantasy. I won mine for anyone wondering. Oh nice. So I have never done fantasy sports. And I also have not done sports betting. I will say that I've been getting more into football. And next year, I think it would be great to join a fantasy league. So I'm very interested in that. But I think what's interesting here about this particular topic is these dudes in college are using it to actually connect with one another and like uh, yeah. become friends with people. And I think that's really interesting to me. Like, I, I'm wondering, like, yes, you know, sports betting is, can be fun and gambling in general can be fun, but what does it say about us as individuals if we are using that tool to be friends or interact in a social setting? Like, I have, you know, I've seen people be in groups and they use the sports betting as, like, opening up the conversation. And I, yeah. I just wonder if people, you know how like sometimes if you go to a party and someone might be on their phone in a corner because they just aren't able to connect. And the first thing they do is they go into their phone. I feel like that's what's happening with betting. It's like, I have nothing else to do here in the social setting. I'm just going to bet. You highlight something. I think it's really important for our listeners when it comes to technology or, or, or apps and platforms that are being built. I, not to say I know quite a bit about this, but I definitely know about this on the sports betting side. Platforms like Sleeper, the, the ones when you mention college, yep. the mainstays currently that are really making a huge wave with the youths, as they say, are Underdog, Prize Picks, Sleeper, and Fliff. Those are the usual suspects, and better. Mm. Better, which is Jake Paul's company. I've never heard of any of these. Well, you clearly you don't talk to the youths. <laughs> uh, I just no. don't bet. You just don't. Yeah, you just don't bet, or you're not being marketed to yes. bet. There you go. So when these companies first get their funding, they start with community first, and the conversation that they can drive 
Sleeper, for example, solely focused. They, I, I will say they have a fantastic product. They very much focused on fantasy football. That was what they did. That was their focus. Make sure that you can have conversation and build community for people when playing fantasy football where they can stay on the app almost like a streak and stay up to date on all your current events, what's happening with players, and talk about it almost like, oh man, Tyreek Hill got injured. Ah, my whole family. That they really focused on the conversation and, and, and the one-to-one or the peer-to-peer yeah. discussion. They did not focus on monetization. And slowly but surely, now as now they are using that as a Trojan horse to monetization. So now they've already built the community. All these apps are so heavily now invested in marketing to really push daily fantasy. That's why we're, we're seeing so much of it happen. That's all really fascinating. I think it's interesting that some of these newcomers are sort of pinning themselves as games as opposed to fully sports betting so that they can operate in places where sports betting is illegal. And I think full circle, you know, kind of what we were talking about at the end of the day, I think it's just interesting that students are latching onto this, like kids in college and how they're using it to connect with each other. Seems like there's a, a little bit of a connection between like streaks. Yeah. And sports betting and, and all that, but it's going to be interesting. I feel like we're, in a weird way, you know, especially if AI hits in the way that people think and UBI happens, like, are we just going to be sitting around all day betting, you know, our money away and then playing games with Mr. Beast to win it all back? <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow, that just got so dark. I know. Sports betting, everyone. All right. So we should, you know, get into, you know, <laughs> the hot takes. What What time? What time is it? Hot take, take time. time. All right. I went first last week, so it's your turn to go first. All right. You know what? That's so kind of you. It's a little bit of a riff of the conversation we were having offline. It kind of goes hand in hand with marketing. We were talking about how technology is really the modern day slot machine. We, not that everyone doesn't know this already. Technology's focus or any marketer's focus is to have you constantly watch and and participate in either buying the product being a recurring customer or staying on the product so if it's your cell phone let's let's be real here every single app on that phone is making sure that you stay there all day every day so beware my hot take is that i believe that eating technology as a whole is going to spike or come back What's e-ink? So e-ink, if you're not aware, how do I describe this best? E-ink does not utilize light. So when you're on your when you're on your Android or your iPhone, you are actually receiving blue light throughout your actual product. E-ink is no different than like a Kindle. Your a Kindle te- Kindle applies e-ink technology. There are e-ink cell phones available and the idea is that it's not fully functional to be a full cell phone just by way of like it's not you can't put an e-card in there just yet but it has full availability by way of uh wi-fi but e-ink technology is being implemented in new cars for the ability to like change colors of the car Mm. Uh, i think that 
devices like cell phones, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a new wave or a push to move away from the constant urge of like being sucked into your phone. And so what I've played with over the past couple months, and shout out Karen X Chang, a client of mine who actually got me into this, is using my e-ink phone for utility between certain hours. So in the morning and during the evening, I am not allowed to use my actual cell phone. My e-ink phone is attached to my phone, meaning like my emails, et cetera. You can watch everything, but it's all done by way of e-ink. So when you're swiping through, you'll see the effects. The first time I did it, what you witnessed, or you could feel it in your eyes, you immediately don't have this dopamine trigger. And so your desire to stay on the phone is not there. So I think there's going to be a spike in e-ink technology. It's like Ozempic for your phone. Yeah. By the way, that's a really great way of putting it. Cool. I like that. E-ink. Okay. Uh, My hot take. We recently wrote about uh, this thing called the silent review. And, you know, we all know, or maybe we all don't know, but TikTok shop is very well likely going to be huge this year. It may be the very thing to finally get people into the concept of mobile live stream shopping. And the traditional sort of way to live stream shop is you have a host, a creator in front of your screen talking about the products, right? We kind of had that with HSN and QVC. And recently there's a trend with more silent reviews. So people just really not saying much or if anything at all being like, like imagine me with the Stanley Cup just being like, Yep, cool. Just like gestures and like whatever. And it's becoming a thing. And Wait, really? Yeah. And there's also this really famous uh, product reviewer in China. Her name is Escaping Me. And she does three-second product reviews. All she does is they slide the product in front of her. She lifts it up, puts it back, and they slide another one. And people are buying products that way. And I think it's fascinating only to say I'm predicting that we are going to get more weird niches when it comes to product review, live stream shopping, similar to this idea of the three second review, the silent review. I think we're going to see, I think it's become, it's going to become like a whole industry by the end of the year. That's cool. All right. So that was the show today. Thank you for tuning in to future forecast. Uh, again, it's me and my homie, Chris Sautel, and I'm Boy Coladay. Like and subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Rate and review all the things, and we'll catch you next week. The Future Forecast is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for ACAST. Our executive producers are me, Boye Coladay, along with Fanny Baudry, Cassie Berman, and Leah Sutherland. Our audio producer is Kiara Noni. Our audio engineer is Matthew Blocka. Our editor is Nick Kursimi. The podcast is hosted by yours truly, Boye Coladay and Chris Sautel. Thanks for listening and see you next time. How 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.